this is Woodside Church Youth. for episode two of the Woodside Youth Podcast. This week, we've got Matty Andrews talking with us. Yeah, we are going through David Dean's preach, which was on why Jesus was being baptised rather than baptising. And very quickly, we have talked about being accepted as by God and it being heart truth rather than just head truth. We've talked about the power of gentleness from the Holy Spirit and the power of us being gentle to those around us. And we've also t- talked about what looking to Jesus realistically it looks like for us and at the end we are all giving you some golden nugget practical advice hope you enjoy see ya well we are here with matt today on the woodside youth podcast i hope you enjoyed our little intro and to kick off as always we're going to be doing a would you rather all right so this is would you rather run out of toilet paper for five days or run out of food for five days Oh, that's a good question. It's a hard one, isn't it? It's a tough one. Um, run I think out of food or run out of toilet paper. I think I'd rather run out of toilet paper. Huh? I think yeah. So that my 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 reasoning is that toilet paper you can get creative. Um, I think. Oh, you can use socks. Socks and then wash them, or just bin them. You know, either or. Socks. That would kill your white sock. It would kill the white it? sock. Yeah. Why would I reckon you if you use a black sock. sock Black socks, I think you can get away with it. Just throw them in the wash afterwards. Whereas running out of food, I I'm gonna get hungry. And then moody. You go get I'm gonna get hungry hangry. Moody. Um and if I reduce the amount I eat while I've run out of toilet paper anyway, I have to use it less. So, so are you reducing your toilet paper or your food? I think I'm getting rid of my toilet paper, but I'm also gonna reduce days. my food intake as well, so that I need oh. to toilet less. So basically, you go meet meet both of them in the middle. Yeah, or just go saying. have a shower once you've been to the toilet. That's oh, that's, that's why. How is that not your first option? It's the equivalent of a sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that like the equivalent of a, like a whole body? Um, it's a whole body wipe. Oh, it's a whole body wipe. Yeah, basically a whole body wipe. Like a be- like a bidet. Yeah, it's just a massive yeah. bidet. Can't you bring the water to you? Let's get a mug. Oh, a mug. No, yeah, a mug. What? Yeah. You never. I don't feel like that will have the. Power. No, I have never. No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Kev, have you done that before? Is that what you're telling us right now? Well, there we go. That's what would you rather. Um, <laughs> that's what would you rather. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us. Um, yikes. But yeah, yikes. there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Matt would that's rather good. run out of toilet paper for five days and use his sock. Yeah. Than run out. Only the food. one. <laughs> Just, just the one sock. Just you're doing one. one clean wipe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a sock, you've got two sides of the sock, and you can turn it inside out if you're clever. It's a bit risky. Inside <laughs> out? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is bold. That's, yeah. That is so bold. There He's a go. genius. Uh, wow, okay. I didn't think this so is what would happen when I came on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just going to look at you totally differently now that you would yeah. happily wipe with socks. Yeah. You've just got to hope it's one of those non-wipers where you do it and then like hardly oh, the dream. toilet paper. Yeah. They're the absolute dream. This guy leads our ki- kids' work. Yeah. This is the yeah, guy who th- every Sunday tells your kids to chat to Jesus. Chat to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All in the meantime, he's wiping with the sock inside. I mean, I'm not. I've got toilet paper. We're all good. 
Great. He's got toilet paper. Right, that was our Would You Rather. If you have any that you want to, us to do next week, let us know on Instagram, on the socials down below, and um, we will do yours next week. As long as they're good, don't send us in some kind of rubbish one. Um, what makes a yeah. rubbish Would You Rather? Uh, would you rather a green wall or a pink wall? Stuff like that. Green Get wall? Get out of here. I mean, Me it would be a green wall. Yeah, it is green. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we don't want that. It's not going to facilitate two minutes of discussion, so yeah. don't send us that. The right answer all was we green. Get, yeah. yeah, all we gonna get is would you rather a green or a pink wall? Or different colours, so, yeah. It's just gonna be coloured yeah. walls. So yeah, there we go. So we are obviously discussing the previous Sunday where Dave D talked about why was Jesus baptized rather than baptizing, and we're gonna talk about a few themes from that preach. But first, Matt is gonna sum up the kind of highlights yeah. of the preach uh, in a very quick time. I am the stand-in, David Devonish. Uh, so. The preach was about why was Jesus baptized rather than baptizing. He, David started off by talking about the context of, of this story uh, that's in Matthew 3, talking about how this is John's ministry, John's baptism, baptisms in the river where there's lots and lots of people who are, who are arriving. Um, so it's kind of a big thing. And he was the forerunner for Jesus that was prophesied in back in the Old Testament. And so Jesus then one day comes to be baptized and John says, no, 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 sir, no way. You should be baptizing me, not the other around. But Jesus then sasses him. Doesn't really sass him, but then uh, John the Baptist Love agrees. That. Sassy Jesus. Sassy Jesus. Um, I was so well sarcastic. John the Baptist, potentially. It's never recorded that he was sarcastic in the Bible, but I like to read it sometimes that he is. Oh, yeah. Um, so then John the Baptist agrees to baptize Jesus, and God comes down, speaks, the heavens open, and God speaks to Jesus. Um, from heaven, which is really cool, and says, look, this is my son uh, in whom I am well pleased, it says in some um, translations. And so then David kind of went on and talked about uh, the importance of baptism and why Jesus was baptized, saying that Jesus got baptized to identify with us and also to fulfill all righteousness were his two points. Um, and it's kind of one thing that I really took away from it was his talking about power in gentleness, how the Holy Spirit came as a dove rather than as fire which you might expect the holy spirit came down as a dove being this gentle uh creature but there was yeah. all the power of the holy spirit come down in that um and then he was talking about why we should get baptized so that we can identify with jesus who's been through this baptism and that because of jesus baptism where god says i'm this is my son who i'm well pleased with we can be have that as well we can be accepted by the father and he can be well pleased with us too that's dave's preaching right. in a nutshell so Dave Dean very quickly talked about um, how Christ's righteousness and Christ's sacrifice and him being baptised means that we are then accepted by God before mm. uh, we do a life of service or anything like that. Um, but realistically, it doesn't always feel like we're accepted all the time or it doesn't feel like we're accepted from the start. Um, but what would you guys say about how you can transform knowing that you are accepted to then feeling like you're accepted. So what was that journey like for you? Or what would you advise to someone kind of that is wanting to have that little bit of a transformation or process? Um, I feel like it's it, this is quite a difficult thing to do to translate head knowledge into heart knowledge. Um, and it's and it's and there's no easy answer of this is how you do it and this is the way that it is and that's all you have to do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of kind of head knowledge is easy you can you can you can read the bible and read that god loves you but to properly believe that takes kind of more it takes faith to believe that yeah. um so there's no easy answer to how can you feel that god loves you rather than just know that god loves you but i think it definitely starts from a yeah. place of knowing that god loves you 
and you read that in the Bible hundreds and hundreds of times throughout the whole thing, the whole plan of the Bible was because God loved you, for God so loved the world that he sent his son, for God so loved you. So you can read it throughout the whole Bible, and that's the whole story, the whole point of the Bible is because God loves you, and you can read it and just not believe it. So I think coming from a point of, 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 of knowing it and then to it and then to believing it in your heart is diff, is difficult but you can kind of experience god's love in lots of different ways and that all kind of points to a picture of knowing and feeling that god actually does love you yeah uh, that is a great yeah, answer that was very wow. good i was going to say very that good. um it's not it's something that's not as linear for every, it's not like a straight path to figuring out and or knowing in your heart that god loves you because i think that you're always learning how god loves you in the different ways that he loves you as you go on in your life as you go on through yeah. circumstances or like it's not a oh i need to know that god loves me in my heart before this certain age otherwise i'm not a legit yeah. christian yeah it's not that simple like i'm you're always learning more about god's love and more about what he's done for you and um yeah. like learning about god's love when you're 16 and learning about it when you're like 25 or something it's, you're still learning about god's yeah. love one way or the other at both stages and yeah. um yeah one of the things i was going to say is prayer like you can ask god to show you his love for you to mm -hmm. um and it's not something that god's going to deny as well like he's always going to want us want to show his love to us like he's not yeah. he's always he's an yeah. all-loving god he's not never going to stop doing that so i think we can always bank on god showing his love to us he's never going to yeah. leave us yeah. i like what matt was saying about how there's a there's a step of faith about believing you're accepted mm -hmm. and knowing that it's heart truth. Uh, but also I think a really easy way to, sh to realize that God has loved us um, is by looking around us at what he's given us, mm -hmm. whether you, where, whatever you're watching this on or listening to, like God has blessed us in so many ways. And that is his uh, significant signification is not a word that is, I swear it is. I have no idea what word I'm trying to say there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't that, know what that is e that is evidence of um, yeah. God loving us and God blessing us, and that is a wider part of how God shows that He accepts us. I think also yeah. one thing I would say about that is that reading it in the Bible is very important, but also declaring it is great as well. The Bible mm. says that we our words have power, um, so if we say like I am beautifully and wonderfully made, or I am accepted, or I am I am His beloved son, like I think. That also helps us to start actually believing it rather than just yeah. rather than just knowing it. I think that's quite that's quite a practical way of doing it. But I think all of that uh, kind of sums it up quite well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. And also bouncing bouncing off what Kev said, how it's not being a linear path. That's not even just like a linear in the sense of you start at one point and finish another. There's it's more like a wave. There are times where you feel, or you, there are times where you can feel more loved by God, and times where you can feel less loved by God. It doesn't mean that God does love you any less. It's just the way you feel. Um, yeah. but there are certain there are definitely times when when life gets hard you often feel where is God in this and you feel less loved by God and when things are really good you're like I can tell that God loves me in this situation so yeah. just as part of our human nature we, fi we find there are times when we feel loved more loved and less loved even though God loves us fully the whole time yeah. so there are different seasons we go through where we where we see God and where we don't but God is always there throughout all of it that is good that is good. I think community wow. is important in that as well. The people um, around us and the like community that we're in. Yeah. Um, we grow in the love that we show to others as we grow in God's love as well. It's a way, like, I think it's a good metric to see how we're growing as people and how we're growing in God's love. 
And I think community is important in that aspect, being around people who are, like what he said, showing you truth, showing you love, or God's love as well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we have power to show God's acceptance. As just as we can show God's love, we can show God's acceptance to other people. And the more we surround ourselves with other people will also help us on that process, I guess, as well. So in David's preach, he talked about the Holy Spirit coming like down like a dove. And he said that there was power in gentleness, the way the dove came down. So gently, not through fire or whatever, but he just it was just a dove to represent the Holy Spirit, just coming down from heaven. Yeah. He said there was power in that. Um, so what kind of stories do you guys have of lockdown or ways in which you felt power and gentleness through the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I think a really simple way that I've, that God and the Holy Spirit has been showing me gentleness. Um, I think, I think it's quite common for a lot of people. Uh, they have the verse of the day, um, notification from the version Bible app pop up on their phone. Um, mm. I actually have set it so it pops up at about 10 o'clock just before I go to bed because I quite like to end my day kind of like with a bit of a reminder and I found that the Holy Spirit has really moved through a really simple way whether it's a verse kind of like um, just nudging me in the right direction to pray for something or a verse just pointing me to a to a piece of scripture that just reminds me of what I should be focusing on I think a couple of days ago it was a verse where it says those who look to Jesus are kept in perfect peace and it was a day where I was a little bit low um, and that was just the Holy Spirit nudging me in the right direction to get my, my headspace in a bit of a better place so I think very simply, like, like that held power, that changed my mood and that changed, like, different things that I affected. But that's a very gentle way that I think the Holy Spirit has kind of affected me during this time and worked with me. I think that's quite interesting. That's good, yeah. I was going to say, um, after you've said that, I think about how when I go on my walks, sometimes I'll, like, go up to Mosby or something, do a lap and then sit down on a bench and then go through one of my devotionals on my Bible app. Mm-hmm. But there's something about just sitting down in the open space, just like as people are walking by or whatever, just sitting down and yeah. reading through a devotional. That's quite powerful. Like it's just something yeah. small and it just, it feels calm, but it also feels like, it also feels powerful. It feels like mm-hmm. I can, it's changing something. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's an interesting contrast here between kind of the the power of the Holy Spirit and the way the Holy Spirit comes. So in this story, it comes as a dove, as this gentle and pure creature that kind of people were familiar with. And then later on, when we have Pentecost uh, at the start of Acts, the Holy Spirit comes down like a like roaring wind and and flames of fire. And I think yeah. the the difference between these these kinds of the ways the Holy Spirit comes, the power is the same, whether it comes through the gentleness of dove or the fiery w- roaring wind. That comes down at Pentecost. I think it's an interesting difference to look at the different ways the Holy Spirit can come. Yeah, I think that's good because uh, the Holy Spirit. There, everyone's experience with the Holy Spirit is different. Uh, there's no one way to do it. And just like we talk about about accepting the heart and head knowledge, there's no one way. The Holy Spirit is also like that. Like yeah. God knows us. He knows what will be powerful for us. Um, and what's also interesting about Pentecost is that it talks about how the Holy Spirit not only fills the people but it fills the place that they're in and I think I've found during lockdown quite interesting to kind of have specific places where I'll pray or specific places that I read the bible and kind of really God's presence in the place not only in the moment mm-hmm. so it's also in the action and the place not just in me which I think I've never really looked at before or never really experimented with before I kind of read that with a different perspective yeah and I think I would definitely encourage anyone listening to kind of read over that story and realize that the holy spirit fills a place as well and to get i think that's 
it's helpful when we look at our practices and get into routines that the power of what the Holy Spirit has and that he'll be in different places. I think that's quite... It's quite a... Um, there's a, a, like the best modern version of that I can think of is um, Pete Gregg and his 24-7 prayer rooms. Um, so there's you no know, Pete Gregg started the 24-7 prayer movement. And the way he started mm-hmm. was in his church somewhere in the UK. All they wanted to do was start praying for one month continuously. And originally he was like, do we all pray in our homes individually or do we set up like a room? And we all just take turns praying in there. And so they decided to go for the room. And just the way that um, the entire place changed whenever they started praying and stuff, so much that people from other churches in the UK were coming down just to pray in that prayer room because it was known across the UK that this place was filled with spirit and you can feel Mm -hmm. the presence of God in that place. So it's not something that's just limited to acts. Like It is something that happens now as well. It's also not something that's limited to a church leader that does it for a month, but just in yeah. the daily practices yeah. for yeah. 15 yeah. minutes at, at the breakfast table, like the spirit will fill this place when you do that. I think it's nothing is limited. Like we all have access to the Holy Spirit equal to each other. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the amazing things. Hmm. Another thing I was going to say is um, that I like we can sometimes minimize the power of it. Um, I just was thinking about the story in Acts when Peter and someone, the guy, were in jail and all they were doing was just in the Holy Spirit praising God just singing yeah, up yeah. hymns and then the next thing you know an earthquake yeah. happens and then they're freed from jail but like all they yeah. like all they were doing was just singing in the spirit that's all they were doing yeah yeah something like that happened just quite amazing yeah. another thing that I think is interesting to look at when we talk about the Holy Spirit as being gentle and Jesus being gentle is that we can show we also represent Jesus Mm-hmm. Um, to other people around us and how we can focus on being gentle uh, to the to our surroundings and how that also holds power as well it's not like Jesus that has power but we have yeah. power in showing Jesus yeah um, I think situation I can think of a few times in lockdown I've been giving people advice or chatting through with them and just sensing you can either go all in and kind of be quite harsh or you can just be really gentle and be like have you thought about this and I think that's an easy way that we are also called to show gentleness just as the Holy Spirit is gentle to us, but that our actions still have power because I think gentleness in a, in a sense is a bit of a kind of like nothingy word. It's quite like just, it's a bit nothingy. I think it can, when Mm. we're growing up, it can feel very a minute word, but the fact that it holds power is really important and we should know that we hold power when we're being gentle and doing it for the love of Jesus and loving other people. It's another fruit that you cultivate, isn't it? Like you grow in gentleness, you practice at it, and you just get better at being gentle to people around you. My gentleness now is going to be different to the gentleness I had a few years ago. Like I'm yeah. just kind of, just kind of changing it, and you just see yourself becoming more gentle. Yeah. And if you've been watching our fruits of the spirit series on Sunday mornings, a little bit of a plug there, plug that in. Um, Throw that in there. You'll know that we focus yeah. a lot about how. The Holy Spirit is our helper, and you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you show the fruits of the Spirit. We're talking about yeah. gentleness now; that applies to all of them. But like in times where your mum might be shouting at you from from downstairs saying dinner's ready, and you just need thirty more seconds, you can ask the Holy Spirit to show you gentleness in your responses to your to the people around you. Um, and that's again the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of Jesus, kind of as an example, which is great. 
so one of the uh, things that David also talked about is, and this is about the whole series, but specifically David introduced it, is the whole theory of li- looking to Jesus. And I'm going to quote him, so I'm going to have to look down, but bear with me. Uh, the quote is, we need to lift our eyes and look to Jesus. Jesus, lift our eyes off our circumstances so that we can then face our circumstances with the power of Jesus and what we have observed about him. So let's talk about knowing Jesus and face our circumstances, knowing who's behind us. Yeah. Um, so what kind of practically would you guys say looking to Jesus looks to you in good times and bad times? Prep. Okay. I think that's Expand, Kevin. a pretty solid way to look at Jesus. It's a good answer, yeah. And Yeah, it's a good answer. I think that's it, really. That's the thing. Um, just keep praying and keep keeping it consistent as well. I think yeah. we, like developing good routines and keeping it consistent during times where, uh, during hard times or um, tough times, because it's easy to waver in those times. It's easy to just fall off the wagon. So, just continuously yeah. praying and uh, being open to what God's saying to you as well. And yeah. that's a good um, practical way to, yeah, keeping in touch with I Jesus. Think, I think on prayer, like I will often start my prayers of. Jesus, I know that you are my provider, or Jesus, I know that I know that you you are my protector, or Jesus, I know that you will give me joy. Kind of like looking to Jesus, knowing who He is, like in our prayers or just in general. Like I think that's a good way, as well, off the back of Kevin's. Yeah, I actually looked at a prayer that I wrote at the end of November today, and my first line, I I I, I don't ever really write prayers down, so this was kind of a okay. one-off thing that I'd done. And I, my first line of my prayer was, thank you, God, that you are my provider. And I think look, starting our prayers off with that and looking at who God is rather than who we are in our circumstances, look at who God is compared to our circumstances. It just helps to put them into perspective. It doesn't mean your circumstances go away. And David mentioned that. It doesn't mean your circumstances go away. It doesn't mean the difficulty goes away, but we can see that God is much bigger than any problems that we can face so we can face them knowing that god is behind us and supporting yeah. us and helping us through these situations yeah i think uh i'm gonna i think it's moses so i think when moses is at the burning bush and uh, yeah. god asks him to go forward and do what he wants um moses says god who am i to do this to yeah, this yeah, task yeah. you want me to do and god re- god doesn't reply of you are a conqueror blah blah, blah. god actually replies uh, with i will go with you yeah and it's that whole kind of theory of knowing that the mighty God, who is our provider, who is our jo- who gives us our joy and protects us, is going with us rather than focusing on who we are, focusing yeah. on who God is, and that's the whole fear of by looking to Jesus is so successful, really. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And um, carrying on that that Moses story, there's a point later he says, "I can't speak to Pharaoh. I'm tongue tied." And God said, "Well, who made your mouth? If I tell you yeah. to speak, you will speak, because I have yeah. made you and I've made you the way I want you to be." So we can come up with our own excuses of reasons we can't do things that God has told us to do, but ultimately. God has made us the way that we are and he's planned that perfectly so that we can do the things that he asked us to with his help. Mm. Yeah. There's a quote by um, Craig Groeschel. I don't know how to say his last name. The guy who um, he's pastor of Life Church, who made like the Bible app. And on right. his Instagram, he puts a bunch of stuff. But one of his things is, if you can't change your situation, change your perspective. I just like that. Like, it's just a little yeah. quote that I just sometimes think about. It's like, if I'm just constantly overthinking about my situation, try to think about yeah. it from a different perspective so i think it's also important to lament to god about what we're, the, our situation or what we're going through um because i think that builds our relationship with him as well 
we are meant to see God as a father, like he is our father in heaven, who we can come to in times like these and just talk about our griefs, talk about our situations and sorrows. Yeah. And um, lamenting through that will not only bring us closer to him, but also just like takes it off us, like puts mm-hmm. our burdens yeah. onto his yoke. Yeah. Um, Very quickly, Kev, for those who don't know what lament would mean, what would you, how would you describe it? Um, lamenting is expression of your grief and joy in a substantial way. I don't know. Wow, like, it's almost like you just read much, the definition yeah. of that word, Kev. Lament wow. Is, yeah, just for the dictionary. Yeah. I think I think doing looking at that, like um, David in the Psalms was really good at, at showing his expression of his of his grief to God in all of the Psalms. Lots of them start off, and he's in this really black, black and really bad and dark place um and he writes that and he says it to god and you can read it and it's like he's crying out to god and yet at the end of it he's always like but ultimately you are god over all these things you are lord over all of these problems so you can you can express your feelings to god god's not new to the way that you feel he knows exactly how you're feeling so it doesn't matter if you say it or not so and the way that david does it so powerfully in the psalms is 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 really inspirational that we can cry out to god and ultimately, we yeah. can then finish our prayers with, but God, you are king over all of it. You are Lord over all of it. So I hand it yeah. to you. Yeah, it's almost like that whole thing about finishing your kind of prayers again with it. Your will be done, yeah. like your above it all. Yeah. Like just giving it to God right at the end of your prayers, no matter what you've done in the middle bits. Yeah. Focusing on God at the start and giving it to God at the end. Yours, the kingdom, power and glory forever. Yeah. I think that's important right. in helping us change our perspective as well. Because if we just stopped lamenting at just throwing out our sorrows. Yeah. We're just yeah. constantly going to be thinking about that, but the fact that we then start praising God at the end of it means that it helps us, it like helps us get better at changing our perspective and focusing on God's yeah. mercies instead of all this bad stuff. I think also a really practical way of um, looking to Jesus uh, that's really easy to do. We talked about it a little bit last week about just uh, putting on worship songs. I think mm-hmm. if you know you've got good solid worship songs, like you start to learn truth. Um, about who God is and I mean there's songs such as God I look to you which is exactly what you what um, what we want to do is God yeah. I look to you I won't be overwhelmed give me wisdom to see things like you do that's a really good few lines if we look to you God we're not going to be overwhelmed and you can also God ask God for wisdom to give you a better perspective on different things yeah um, I think also like for me I listen to worship songs a lot it really helps to calm me down and actually to get a bit more realistic if I'm feeling really anxious I always just put on calm worship songs in the background yeah and that because i'm looking to jesus and focusing on him and that is worshiping is also an act of thankfulness and declaring who he is that's kind of bringing in different aspects of what we talked about of bringing truth uh thanksgiving all that kind of stuff i think yeah that's a really good way to look to jesus and really simple and something that everyone can do i think it's another example of power and gentleness as well having like a just a calm gentle worship song in the background and seeing how your mood changes so drastically like you can just feel right up there or you can just bring yourself down to a place of calmness i think it's just a great way another example of um, power and on on the flip side of that we can also in our in the times where things are really good it's it's important not to forget about god is sometimes we can we can sometimes be better at looking to god in our bad circumstances and then forget about him when things are good so i think it's important that we would that in all our circumstances whether they're bad and the life's really tough or whether you're in a really fruitful time and life's just really good at the moment, it's important to still look at God and thank God for his provision, both when we don't have a lot and when we have a lot. Yeah, definitely. I think it's good in building that into routine as well. 
mm. um, doing something like writing down your thankfulnesses at the beginning. Thankfulnesses? Thankfulness. Just like you can do on Thankful Thursday on the Instagram. I was going to say that. Uh, I'm going to plug this time. There's a plug. So, yeah. That's good. That's good. For those listening on on Spotify, I just pulled a plug because I'm a comedy genius. Um, Also, uh, you can also listen in on Worship Wednesdays when we put out a playlist for the youth. Um, I make those songs every week. Every week. I feel like no one listens to them. So please listen to my worship playlist on Wednesdays. Thank you very much. This has been yeah, Kevin Kev feel better. Listen to um, listen to his worship. It's playlists. hard, man. No one listens to them. Great. So one way we want to finish our podcast every time is by just giving a little nugget, a golden nugget of advice or practical advice that we go go away and do, which you can also go away and do if you want to, or you can pick your own. Um, I love the phrase golden nugget. I just think it's great. So Matt, what is your golden nugget of practicality from the preaching this discussion uh i think working the way uh, look changing our perspective and looking to jesus i think that over my prayer my prayers for the next uh, few weeks i'm gonna definitely kind of really try to deliberately put god at, right at the beginning and right at the end of my prayers um so that so that my perspective is always on god throughout all my prayers so whether i'm praying for example grateful or whether i'm praying because i need something that regardless of that i will always be starting with god and what he is and who he is and then finishing with god's perspective that god is sovereign over all of my life that's great Very that's good. a great golden nugget kev go nug. for it can you raise mats um drop a nug <laughs> i think i'm gonna look more into power in gentleness um but also try to um exercise stillness this week mm. I think I'm going to try be to still be still and know that I'm God. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to be a bit more still and leave some more time to be just sitting in the presence of God mm. instead of trying yeah. to be, um, yeah, just trying to be still and see the power yeah, in that. That's good. Yeah. I think my golden nugget of the week, I'm going to drop a nug and I'm going to say my drop golden a nugget nug. of practicality. Uh, it's so cringy, isn't it? But Matt started Good, I love it, so it. I'm carry I on. love it. Drop a nug. Uh, my golden nugget of practicality, um, I think, will be um, facing my circumstances, knowing that God is behind me. I mean, I don't know whether any of you saw a picture, but basically there's this like baby lion, and then behind mm-hmm. them is like the, a massive lion, and it's perfectly lined up. And it's just a wonderful picture of what we would look like with God lying behind us. And I think... Yeah practically looking at my circumstances and going right i know this is my circumstance but i know that god is my provider and kind of making those comparisons i think that will be my golden nugget of practicality and i would urge you to do the same yeah very good great well thank you so much for joining us matt thanks for being our guest thank Um, you for for having me on the podcast you are so welcome i enjoyed being here well you raise the game you you raise the game of your podcast mike so yeah that and and the content. Martin next week is going to have a going to have to step his game up. To be honest, Martin's going to have a, have a big job to do next week. So hope you guys all enjoyed uh, from wherever you're listening, and I hope you will join us next week. And check out our socials. Thank you very much. Check out uh, check, check out, out my socials. Worship Wednesday playlist. Yeah, make Kev feel better. All right, Please. see ya. Woodside Youth. At Woodside Youth. See you later. See ya. Thanks for joining us. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com or follow us on social media.